0: Then the little children were being brought to him in order that he may lay hands on them and pray. And The disciples spoke sternly to those who had brought them, but Jesus, but Jesus said, Let the children come to me, and do not stop them, for it is such as these that the kingdom to heaven belongs. Okay. And he laid hands on them, and he went on his way. For the word of God, for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Well, thank you, Clara and Tommy and John and Lily. Appreciate your help and wonderful to have you with us this morning. So I consider myself a fairly competitive person. And certainly through the years that competitiveness has waned a little bit, but I still like to win. And one thing I've learned as a parent, there's no such thing at all as winning as a parent. It's just about managing the losing, <laughs> just managing the losing, just trying to like temper the losing. Uh, I have found a few fun Instagram, you know, f- pictures here that highlight perhaps you can relate to some of the the losing that happens as a parent. The first one is kind of fun, uh, if we can pull it up here, um, perhaps you've done this. A a parent was spitting sunflower seeds out the window on a road trip and the back window was apparently open too, which is kind of funny. Uh, This is a good classic Instagram fail right here. You know, we're perfect parents, I swear they throw their kid for the picture. And then this one I like too, I guess uh, the parent mixed up picture day and pajama day. (laughs) So I was thinking about my own parenting fails. Um, I guess I have to be careful here because my wife is present. So I have to temper some of these. Uh, But I remember when Lexi was a baby, you know, sitting in my office chair. She's crawling around and I'm trying to not roll over her fingers. So I carefully roll over my chair and what do I do? Roll over her fingers. Um, Just the other day, sadly, I'll frankly admit this. I was driving down the road and all of a sudden, like, Jackson starts coming up between the two car seats i'm like or two front seats i'm like jackson what's going on he's like dad you didn't buckle me in (laughs) so you know who hasn't done that right and then uh, i was gonna ask sandy about this hopefully this is okay but lots of poop in (laughs) hopefully i can say that in church uh lots of poop of late i feel like um just this past week spraying off poopy underwear in the front yard Uh, spraying off dog shoe poop on shoes in the front yard and then wiping poopy bottom. So, apologize for all the poopiness here, but, um, poop happens. Poop happens. This is the, the word of the Lord for the people of God. Praise (laughs) be to God. And if you can't tell, I'm a little cynical this morning because A, the Yankees blew it last night for any baseball fans among us, and I'm very bitter about that. And two, I had three days with uh, aforementioned fall break at home with a kid. So I'm feeling the parenting. Ah, parenting, all that. Blessed be the children of God. (laughs) You know, I know there's parents on Instagram who have the perfect parent persona, but we all know, right? We all know that is not real life. But that doesn't stop us, at least me, from trying to be like the perfect parent, from trying to win with our children. And now I want us to do a little call and response here. So say it out loud with me. There's no winning with kids. There's no winning with kids. There we go. And I think it would be helpful if we could just all be honest about that. And maybe it'd just be helpful for me to know that you know I can be honest about that. And I think, As I see it at least, church has not done us any favors over the years in this battle, if that's not too strong of a word. Perhaps, like me, you can remember as a child yourself, maybe your mom getting you up, getting you dressed for church, your dad hustling you out the door into the car, and then both parents fighting all the way to church. (laughs) Yeah, that's amazing. And then, of course, what happens as soon as you hit the parking lot of the church, it's like, oh, smiley faces, everybody pretending to be a perfect family. Now, maybe, maybe some of y'all were less uh, overt. You know, you kept everything buttoned down, hidden beneath the surface, and then just it was, all came out kind of passive-aggressive later on. Either way, wouldn't it be nice to go to church where you didn't have to appear to be perfect. I think too many churches have been trying to convince parents that parenthood is a game they can win. I think too many churches have expected immediate returns when it comes to investing in children and children's ministry. And I think too many churches don't understand that there is no winning, like we said, there is no winning when it comes to children and youth. So recently I was reading a book called The Infinite Game by Simon Sinek, if y'all are familiar with that book. And I was uh, perusing Reverend Sandy's shelves, her bookshelves, and saw it. And I'm a fan of Simon Sinek's work, so I grabbed it and started reading it. And I was definitely, enjoyed the book. For one, uh, he spent a whole chapter banging on Milton Friedman. For anybody who understands that reference, you can talk to me afterwards. But uh, love that. (laughs) and then though overall the theme of the book though was how people especially business leaders often treat life as if it's a game that we can win so i want to read you a quote here he says we can't choose the game we can't choose the rules we can only choose how we play in finite games like football or chess or baseball the players are known the rules are fixed and the end point is clear the winners and losers are easily identified. In infinite games like business or politics or life itself, he says, the players come and go, the rules are changeable, and there's no defined endpoint. There are no winners and losers in an infinite game. Now, Simon Sinek doesn't address faith directly or church, but I found a real relevance especially as in church we talk about eternity, life after death, resurrection, kingdoms of heaven, God's kingdom. You know, as followers of Jesus gathered together in this thing we call church, I think we are, as Simon Sinek might say, playing an infinite game. Which makes it all the more perplexing when faith leaders often treat church as if it was a finite one. From the book, Simon Sinek writes, leaders with a finite mindset confuse having a successful product with having a strong company. Now, in mainstream church culture today, the Sunday morning worship service, or as it's sometimes called, the weekend experience, (laughs) has come to become equated with church. To use Simon Sinek's language, Finite thinking pastors have equated or confused having a successful Sunday morning worship service, the product essentially, with having a strong church. So, you know, despite spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on audiovisual equipment, despite devoting countless personnel hours to Sunday morning, uh, and de- dedicating nearly all efforts to ensuring a great singular experience. Many see through this win-at-all-cost mentality. They see, a lack of on, uh, they see a lack of authenticity and honesty. They see piles of money going to fancy gadgets that could instead go to those who are in need. And they see hypocrisy, scandals, and cover-ups all to protect the church and keep up appearance sake. Over the last five years, there's been a mass exodus of young people leaving the church with hashtags like ex-evangelicals or hashtag empty the pews as young adults react against so many church leaders who thought church was a game that they could win. Truth is, there's no award for best production value for a Sunday morning service. There are no prizes that God gives out for the best attendance of a Sunday morning church service. And God, Jesus doesn't care how trendy our children's program is, only that we welcome them. As Tommy Baker read this morning, Jesus said, Let the little children come to me and do not stop them, for it is to such as these that the kingdom of heaven belongs. Matthew 19, verses 13 through 15 is one of the most beloved passages in Scripture where Jesus welcomes children, blesses them, and highlights their importance to God and to the community of faith. It's very, very similar to another encounter that happens just a chapter earlier in Matthew chapter 18 where Jesus is asked by his disciples, perhaps you remember this story, Jesus is asked by his disciples, who's going to be the greatest in, in your kingdom, the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus brings forth a child and highlights that child as an example of humility, of the importance of humility. Jesus says, whoever becomes humble like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And then he says... Whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me. When I was trying to think about what to speak about this morning, and I should have you know, Lexi told me uh, that I have a good poem for this morning. So if you don't like it, talk to Lexi. (laughs) But I was considering what to think about this morning, I couldn't help but think about Simon Sinek's Infinite Game, and the kingdom of heaven Jesus spoke about here. Church is not about short-term short-term gains or quick wins. It's about playing an infinite game. It's about the kingdom of heaven. How do we play then an infinite game in church? How do we invest? How do we advance the kingdom of heaven? I believe we invest in the children. We welcome them, we love them, we prioritize the children. I mean, this is the true upside-down, countercultural nature of the kingdom of heaven, of God's kingdom. In God's kingdom, or the infinite game, the last shall be first and the first shall be last. In earthly kingdoms, or finite games, quarterly returns matter, EBIT matters, ROI matters, all those financial terms matter, not in God's kingdom. Every year it seems there's another fantastical number that's reported about the true cost of raising children. And whatever that number is, does does any parent, do we parents, do we really consider how we can get a return on that investment? It's a loss. It's a loss. Write that off. After all the sleepless nights, poopy diapers. See, I told you poop was coming back here. Stressful events, etc., etc., etc. Is anyone having kids these days to increase your own net worth? I hope not. Instead, we're focusing on raising kids for far more intangible, dare I say, infinite values. Love, family, legacy. In church, it's much the the same. Love, justice, mission, hope. The children's ministry will always be an expense item in our budget. And no matter what we might hope for for the future or plan otherwise, chances are, even if we can somehow keep all the kids in this church up until they're adults themselves, chances are they will never give financially to recompensate all that was spent on them when they're adults, right? We welcome children because... It is what Jesus told us to do. We welcome children because we are playing an infinite game. God's kingdom, the kingdom of heaven, is not of this world. It is truly infinite. On this Children and Youth Sunday, as we move closer to our stewardship campaign, I encourage you to invest in the infinite. And this morning, there's three things I would invite you to consider. First is to volunteer with a children's or a youth ministry. The level of children's programming we have at this church for a church of our size is really fantastic. It really is. It's a testament to this church's investment in children. Even then, let's continue to carry that investment forward, volunteering with the children downstairs, or with the youth is a great way to be a testimony to the children to show that faith is something you carry throughout your week it's not just a Sunday morning experience it's playing an infinite game investing in God's kingdom a second thing you can do as it is preschool so many preschool families here today is did you know that we have a program here at our church where we provide a meal maybe multiple meals I'm new here I don't know Uh, But we provide meals to families with new additions new babies now some of us are a little what more veteran parents than others perhaps but holy cow the avalanche of stuff that comes with being a new parent i mean it's an avalanche when that new baby is here holy cow some of you can attest to that Uh, with a little more familiarity or remembrance than others perhaps but what a blessing it is as a parent to get a new uh, get a meal. It's a little thing, but it's such a, a wonderful token to say that we love and care for children and for families. What a great thing that we do as a church, and that's something you can do to invest in children and families at this church. And the third thing is, if I can say, is to invest financially. You know, it was only a few weeks ago when Reverend Sandy was talking about investing treasure on not on earth but in heaven so one thing I remember as a kid my dad was a pastor technically still is uh but for some reason when I was a kid I remember him telling me that when the church receives the offering they take it to the bank and then the bank shoots it up to heaven I swear he told me that truthfully I don't think I don't think that's how it happens since we cannot do that, I think what Jesus is actually talking about here is more in line with Simon Sinek's thoughts. Going to church is about keeping, or giving to church, going to church too, but giving to the church is about keeping the game going, allowing the faith to continue to be taught to the next generation. If I re- recall correctly, this church is 100, 100 plus years old. How many exactly? Someone, we don't share, Sandy and I, we didn't go to seminary to do math, so don't... Oh, I'll speak for myself. Reverend Sydney might be 1893. I did not go to seminary to do math. Truth be told, uh, that's another conversation. The church is over 100 years old, we'll say that for sure. But it's here today because early members and founders believed not in a finite game, but in an infinite one. They were invested not in earthly kingdoms, but in heavenly kingdoms. To quote again from Simon Sinek, he says, In the infinite game, the true value of an organization is measured by the desire to contribute to the organization's ability to keep succeeding, not during their own time, but well beyond their own tenure. I am here at this church because... I want to advance God's kingdom through the work of Wash Park United Methodist Church. I believe that Reverend Sandy is here because she wants to ensure the legacy and ministry of this church continues far into the future. Countless members and friends of this church have given of themselves not just so that the church will succeed during their own lifetimes, but to impact generations far into the future. Truthfully, there's no guarantees in life. There's no way to guarantee that our children will stay in church in their entire lifetime. There's no way to guarantee kids won't question their faith when they're a youth. There's no way to guarantee that they won't at some point even walk away from their faith as young adults. In truth, there is no winning this game. Christ Church on earth will still be here fighting the good fight after we are dead and gone. What I believe Jesus asks of us is to advance the kingdom, to advance God's kingdom. And I believe that when we welcome and care for children, we advance that kingdom by welcoming children. By investing in their future, we can continue to be a part of the life and legacy of Jesus and continue the work of his church here on earth. Love, justice, mission, hope. These are infinite, infinite values. I pray that we would invest in these. Let us pray. God, thank you for the testimony of Jesus who loved and cared for children, who taught us to invest our treasure not on earth, but to invest in the eternal, to invest in the little ones, to love them and bless them and care for them. God, we pray that our work together here at this church would continue to do as you taught us. May this be our prayer today. Amen.